Hey, you're listening to the Encounter Church podcast. To learn more about Encounter Church, visit us at ecdenver.org, or you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Hey, so good to be with all of you. So nice to be with all of you. Some of my friends are already texting me to encourage me, and others said, uh, at 9.30, they said, you're on the clock. So, I promise you, I'm going to try to keep it tight so that we don't get lost today. But you know, it's just so good. Like King David says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I mean, what better place is there to be than the house of the Lord? Better is one day in God's courts and thousands elsewhere. Yeah. I know you all have plans for the day, you know, maybe lunch and other things, but you know what? This is a better place. And God will bless your lunch and he'll take care of the other plans as well. But if you're okay with me, I'd like us to dive into the Word of God today. I appreciate Pastor Reese for this opportunity to share today. And you know, I say this to him often, and if you haven't heard me say this, I believe Pastor Reese is one of the kindest, most gentle, most generous people I've ever met in my life. And so continue to pray for him, continue to encourage him, and uh, we're looking forward to having him back next week. You know, this morning I want to build a foundation, just like you saw the, the team in Mexico building a foundation first, and then now they're putting the framing up around it. So before I get into what I want to share, I want to build a quick foundation. I'm not going to take a week like those guys, which is pretty fast. I'll only take about 10 minutes or so. So stay with me. It's going to be pretty fast. And before we get into the Word, I want us to know who our God is. You say, well, I already know. He's Jesus, right? Is Jesus your God? Yes. All right. Is he the Son of God? So is he God or is he the son of God? Both. Are you confused yet? No? <laughs> oh, you're a people of faith. I know you're people of faith. It takes faith to believe that, doesn't it? You know, I have another friend who's a great man of faith. His name is Steve Early. And Steve Early has been through many, many, many events in his life. Some excellent Others not so great. And yet I found him to always be a man of faith in those challenges. Now maybe we don't understand the internal struggles that he's been through and, and everything else that was happening in the moment. But his eyes were always focused on God, the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. And so I've invited him this morning to come and just share a quick testimony and to encourage us with what God has done for him. So uh, Mr. Early is a great man of God, great man of faith, and a, a board member here at, at Encounter Church. So Mr. Early, would you please come on up and share what God's put on your heart? Well, you advertise my better moments as though they're all my moments, but thank you for that. Those are the only ones I know about, hey, so you know. That's all you need to know. Hey, family. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Glad you're here. Glad I'm here. Amen. This is good stuff. So um, how do you stick 69 years worth of learning about faith and then learning how to exercise it and reminding yourself, I love jingles, be adaptive, take every thought captive? Amen. That might be one to remember. Hey, um, how do you do that? You don't. So you hit a couple highlights and you say, Lord, this is not about me. This is about the folks out there who are probably struggling with stuff and maybe would like a reminder. So let me just give you a couple. Fair? So here's the deal. Um, grew up in a broken home. Lots of alcohol. Lots of uh, gunfire. Not at each other. That was interesting. Keep it low, my sister said, as we ran to our bedrooms and hid. 
Um, I know you don't think that's true, but in California, anything goes, as you probably know. So, uh, you know, broke off a number of medical curses, a number of family curses. Why? Through prayer. Some folks got a hold of us and said, there's a better way. We said, we doubt it. They said, no, no, come with us. They were right. We were wrong. We learned. Maybe you guys have experienced some of that. Second, we learned that there are three powers that go along with biblical truths. That is the power of submission, the power of the blood, the power of spoken word. Hmm. So there's one reminder. Take on those three. Take every thought captive. So you can be adaptive. I think that the Marine Corps would approve of that one. So then I'd like to wrap with a couple of personal experiences that, that were meaningful to me, and I hope they will be analogous to you, something maybe you could say, oh, I, I have something like that. One, uh, three years ago, I woke up and I couldn't see out of my left eye. It was a blood-colored stain, a little bit of light around the outside. I went, this is not good. So what I do? I did what the Bible said. I called the elders of the church and I said, pray for me. Lesson number three. They did. The eye doctor said, congratulations, we've seen this before, you're not getting any better. But you can get by with one eye, just don't get a motorcycle. And uh, I said, no, that's not good enough. He said, well, we don't, don't get religious on me, we don't believe in that stuff. I said, yet. So I went home and I prayed, and a lot of you guys prayed with us. Um, short version. I'm about 90% healed. I can see everything just fine, uh, you know, and the rest of it will come. Why? Because I'm not going to settle. Amen. I'm going to Amen. stand on the Word of God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God for that. Now, Mr. Early, you said something. There's three things. The last thing you said was the importance of the Word of God. Yes. Standing on the Word. Now, yes. what gave you the faith to be able to think that your eyes are going to come back to 90% or even 100% that well, you're still standing for? I'm still standing for 100%, but it is a process. Yeah. So what makes... I have soaked myself in association of people who also believe. This is not something you do by yourself. I promise you. You need the other people and you need LFS. (laughs) See, don't go anywhere just yet. There's something about standing on this. It's not that you put it down and you get on it. No, it's about taking it in just like he did. And he said, I'm not going to back down. Listen, doctors are smart. We know doctors are very smart, especially in America, right? But they don't get the final word. Jesus does. So today, some of you I know in the Spirit have been struggling with things in your life. You're saying, God, when is this going to break off? How is this going to break off? Will it break off? And then the enemy's coming alongside and saying, did Jesus really say he's going to heal you of this? Did Jesus really say he's going to take care of this problem? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Listen, I'm standing with you. Your eyes are going to be at 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It is done. It is finished. There's no doubt. There's no room for doubt. That's right. But right now, I'm going to ask you if you'd be willing to pray over those who are in need today. And if there's you right now and you're saying, I need to see that kind of miracle, even if it's 90%, I'll take 90% today. Well, if that's you, why don't you stand up right now? Mr. Early is going to pray for you. You're going to see that. It's a matter of faith. Not a matter of sight. Pun intended. All right, lift your hands to heaven. 
Jesus is here right now. He's got this. What do you have to be worried about? Mr. Early, will you pray, please? So I'm going to do a two-phased approach. We've heard sometimes that works. One, are we willing to let go of what it is, or are we rubbing it and nursing it? If we're rubbing it and nursing it, that's harder for you to get your breakthrough. So let's let it go, first of all. I'm willing, Lord, to be healed. Are you willing? I am willing. As your faith is, so is you. So are you. So here we go. Lord, we are coming to you open-handed. We're not hanging on to whatever it is that that, that thinks it's got us. It's wrong. We're opening our hands. Take that thing out. We thank you, Father God, if it's a pain. Pain, go. Flee in Jesus' name. Satan, you've got no authority here. If it's a weak joint, maybe it's an ankle. It needs healing. It needs restoring. Lord, restore that ankle. Restore that knee, that hip. I praise you, Father God, if there are hurts that you are carrying from a loved one or you just don't know what to do next, we're going we're to be healed of that as well. We're asking the Holy Spirit to enter in, flush out what hurts and what scares us and, in, and leave us in perfect faith. And Lord, let us be diligent to plead the blood of Jesus over these things and to keep our testimony faithful from this moment forward. Why is that? The Lord says... My people can have what they say if they'll stop saying what they have. I praise you, Lord, that these things will come back to us over and over and over until our faith dilutes it and takes over and we see our, 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 uh, our miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Mr. Early. God bless you. God bless you. Man, I love this church. I love each one of you. You believe in miracles. Yeah? Because of the God of miracles. Will you stand with me as we look at the word of God? Online family, we're so glad you're with us. Exodus chapter 3. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This part right here saying, I will be whoever I want to be, whenever I want to be, wherever I want to be, because I am God. Listen, the God that is here in us right now, amongst us here, is the same God who's on Jupiter, is the same God who knows the ends of the universe. He's completely expanding, continuously moving everywhere, anywhere, because he is unimaginable, because that is God. I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. The I am is here in you, with you, right now. There is no other God. 
See, Jesus said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. One God. Who is Jesus? He is God. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is God. Who is the Father? He is God. Oh, well, you know what? I've been struggling with the doctrine of the Trinity for a while. Anybody here kind of question that sometimes? Yeah. All right, good. Thank you for honest people in the church. You may be seated. Thank you. Holy Spirit, speak to the hearts of your people right now what you want to say. Less of me, Jesus, all of you. Amen. When I was seven years old, I believed in God. I grew up believing in God. I had the great privilege of having godly parents who believed the word, who loved the word. And yet I still had questions inside of me. And so I asked a pastor who came to visit, because he was just having dinner with us, and, and he said, do you, do you guys have any questions? I said, yes, I do. He said, all right, son, what's your question? I said, can you explain the Trinity to me? And he looks at me. He says, yes, I can. I said, all right, let's go. And you know, growing up in Kuwait, Mediterranean diet, you get a lot of cucumbers there. So he takes a little slice of cucumber, and he splits it up for me into three pieces and he says, see, this is like the Trinity right here. He says, it's got three parts, but they all together make one. I said, oh, so God is split up in three. He's like, well, uh, no. I said, but you just said he was. Didn't you just split the cucumber up? Well, yeah, but anyways, we went, we went back and forth a couple times. And then on his way out, he says, he says to my dad, we'll pray for him. He'll believe. <laughs> Listen, if you question the word of God, that's great. Because we don't understand everything. But God reveals himself to us in many ways. Every day, all the time. And I know many of you have read the Bible many times. And you found so much truth in the word of God. And then you went back and read it again. You're like, whoa, how did I miss that? Because the word of God is alive and active. And sharper than any two-edged sword able to pierce that void between bone and marrow. And trust me, that void between bone and marrow is very, very small. I am who I am, he says. He will be whoever he wants to be, whenever he wants to be, wherever he wants to be. Listen, whatever situation you've been through, he was there. Whatever situation will come your way later, he is already there. Whatever situation you're in right now, he is there. Because I am. People of God, this is by faith and faith alone. If you try to explain it, it's not going to make sense. Because God cannot be contained in my mind or your mind. That's the God I believe in. That's my Jesus. You see, many people took offense to Jesus. That's why they crucified him. Because they couldn't get it. They said, how can he be this man? And we know his dad and we know his mom. This cannot be the son of God. And yet he is. So let's take a look at some scripture together. See, there's one thing that God has said above his name. Only one thing. We know the name of Jesus, the name above every other name. And yet the Bible teaches us in Psalm 138 that there's only one thing he said. He says this, the, the, the psalmist says this, for you have magnified your word above your name. 
He doesn't regard anything else above his name except for his word. And God said, and God said, and God said. It is written, it is written, it is written. You see, sometimes we struggle with, oh, is this the Holy Spirit? Is this Jesus or is this God? It doesn't matter. He is God. God is one. Period. I don't want to argue doctrine. I just want to know Jesus. I've heard some people say to me, well, I only like the words in red. I don't know about the rest. Listen to me. All of it is God-breathed. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed. So guess what? The words in black are also the words in red. Jesus didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets. He came to fulfill them. There is no New Testament without the Old Testament because he can't complete if it, it, it can't complete the old if it's not there. So listen, listen to this. God has said His word above everything else, and this is what it is for. His word is not for my profit, even though it does bring profit to me. And His word is not for your profit, even though it does profit. But his word is for one purpose and one purpose alone. Isaiah knows that and he says that from the mouth of God. He says this, Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, God says. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. Listen, if I'm sharing the word of God with you today, it's not about what I want, it's about what he wants. If you ever speak the word to a friend, it's not about what you can do to manipulate them, it's about what God wants to accomplish with his word. It's his word. It's not my word. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. It's God's word. He sends it. He has all authority in it. We are just his ambassadors. You and I are ambassadors, right? What does an ambassador do? Well, it's real simple. It carries the authority of the kingdom, right? The president of the United States, whoever that might be in a given moment, has ambassadors that he sends out into all countries. And those ambassadors are so important because they are the mouth of the king or the president of the country that they're sent from, especially the U.S., right? If the ambassador talks to that country and says, this is what my boss said, then that's how it'll be. Listen, we as ambassadors of Jesus, when we proclaim the word of God, we say, this is what my boss said. And that's how it'll be. We prayed earlier. And as we prayed, we released the word of God into your lives. God said he's healed us. It is done. Now listen, the enemy tries to question it all the time because that's his job. It's always been his job. But we all know what his job is, right? There's always a loser. And if we're winners, then we can't be losers. The enemy's already been defeated. He's done. Now, I can choose to partner on the losing team, or I can stay solid on the always winning team. Oh, man, I like to win. Do you? How many winners do we have here? All right. See, winners don't complain. Winners move forward. Winners don't say, oh, if that person wouldn't have done this, and if they wouldn't have said that, then I could do something. They say, no, my God says, so I'm moving forward. 
I am has sent me. Who is the I am? Let me show you the I am. Jesus says this over and over and over in the word of God. He says that over and over and over. He refers to himself as the I am. He says, I am God. In John 6, he says, I am the bread of life. Just after he's fed the 5,000. Whoever eats of me and whoever drinks me will never be hungry or thirst again. In John 8, he says, I am the light of the world. You know what he's referencing? He's referencing Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. That's before he ever made the sun. Because he is the light of the world. I am the light. God gives light. Remember, Revelation says there will be no sun and moon later on. God himself will be the light. Jesus is God. In John 10, he says, I am the door of the sheep. Anyone who comes outside of the proper door is a thief and a robber. Don't listen to them. And then he says, I'm also the good shepherd. I am, I am, I am. Listen, the world is trying to tell us right now, oh, you know what, you know, these other religions, they're also peaceful and, you know, they're okay. But if there's not Jesus as the foundation, then it's not okay because they're thieves and robbers, the Bible tells us. Jesus, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. Remember Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David understood Jesus. In John chapter 11, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And then he proves it by raising Lazarus from the dead. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Listen, here on earth, the worst thing that could happen to us is we die. Yeah? You can't think of something worse? I mean, that's it, right? Listen, I don't care what disease is going around. I don't care what people are doing. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So what do I have to be afraid of? What is keeping me from walking in the purpose of God? I am the resurrection and life, Jesus says. And then he says, I am the true vine in John 15. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Listen, because of sin, God became disconnected from Adam and Eve. And so we had to sacrifice to get them back in a place where they could at least continue living even though they died and the veil came up before them where they could no longer visit with God. When Jesus came, he said, I'm going to restore all things. I'm going to take care of all things because I am God. I'm the authority of God. I am the all in all. Growing up, I told you a story about the Trinity. Well, I was taught all kinds of doctrine. Well, Jesus isn't God. He's like God. He's the son of God, but he's not really God. Well, hold on now. Let's say something's clear. If he is the I am, then is he the Father? Absolutely. 
Well, then the Holy Spirit's separate, right? So then there's two gods, right? There's the Holy Spirit and then there's Father and Jesus, right? Well, no. How can it be? How can it be? You remember Mary? Luke chapter 2. Angel visits her. He says to her, listen, you are blessed of all women. God has found favor. You've found favor with God. You shall be with child. Whoa, 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 angel, hold on a second. I don't know, man, how will this be? And this is what the angel said to her. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Almighty will overshadow you. So Mary conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. So who's the dad of Jesus? Holy Spirit. Yes? Am I, does this make logical sense? So Holy Spirit is the Father? Is he not? Okay. Well, now we're two. We still got Jesus here, right? All right, so how in the world is he the Son of God? Okay, Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah 9. You won't see it on the screen, but this is what it says. I know you all have this memorized, so this is a faith people. For unto us a child is born. I know it's not Christmas yet. I get it. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. Who's this talking about? It's talking about Jesus, right? And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Oh, all right now. You just said that was Jesus, but he's Everlasting Father. So is he the son of God or is he God? Is he father? What is he? Listen, I can't explain the semantics to you. I know what God said. God said he came in the flesh. He is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is God no matter how you slice it. And anyone that says otherwise is deceived because the enemy is a deceiver. He tries to get us to believe something else. Don't listen to the enemy. Did God come in the flesh as Jesus Christ? Absolutely he did. And if I can't trust that, then why should I trust any of the word of God? Because then all of our doctrine is based on falsehood. But my God is able to do anything. He's God of the impossible. Jesus, the I am. So what does that mean to you and me today? Well, this is what it means. Before Abraham was, Jesus said, I am. Everything that's been created has been created in him and through him and for him, for his glory. And this is how he reveals himself to us. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, if you paid attention to what I just read, it said this. This is God. No, no, no. It's just a book with some binding. Listen to me. His word, he has put above his name. And he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Pastor, why are you telling us all this? I know all this theology stuff. Come on now. This is why I'm saying this. 
Thanks for allowing me to build a foundation. If there's one thing that we can fix in the church, it's this, that we come back to his word. Listen, we've been trying to chase feelings and moments, different kinds of highs, all to encounter the word. And he's already given it to us. His name is Jesus. He's been revealed to us. And whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, if Jesus said to me, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, then I believe him. You know what that means? It means I found the staples easy button and I can live life on the easy life, on the easy lane. My wife's over here. You guys can meet her after service. Ask her. Ask her how many times I get worried, how many times I yell, and how many times I'm angry. Jesus. I used to be before, before I believed. I used to be all kinds of crazy. <laughs> Getting worried about silly things. Oh my gosh, how am I going to pay my bills? Oh my gosh, my bones are hurting. Oh my gosh, look what they said. Look what they did. No, Jesus. How many times did Jesus say, don't worry? Quite a few times. In fact, some scholars have done this. I haven't studied it, but they say it's written 365 times. Don't worry. Throughout the word of God. And yet somehow we find that verse that says, well, worry a little bit and talk bad about your friends a little bit. First Pat 10.20. Right? Where in the world are we getting our doctrine and theology from? Now, I'm not talking about this church. I know all of you. You guys stand on this. But what if we all came together like this? And Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And not only will I take care of my flock, I'm going to take care of all the flock. They're all going to come to me. But Jesus is the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. Isaiah 43, God makes it very clear. Before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. Jesus wasn't born on Christmas Day. He existed before anything ever existed. I've declared and saved. I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day was, I am he, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? Nothing can reverse the finished work of the cross. And if we just believe, then we'll live. How many of you would like to live the simple life? How many of you are tired of just trying to make it? Yeah, I get it, guys. I get it. Don't be shy. It's okay. I understand. You know why? Because the enemy is clever, but he is not smarter than God. Listen, you know how I know he's not smarter than God? Because he rebelled against God. And no one smart rebels against God. 
Not, not my God. Not the one who spoke and created billions of galaxies. Not the one who goes on forever and ever and has no end to him. Many will rebel. Let them. Listen, I'm not here to save anybody. I don't have that authority. Only Jesus can save. I'm here to speak the truth in love. You're here to speak the truth in love. Pulpit or no pulpit, who cares? But if I'm speaking complaint and I'm speaking worry and I'm speaking injustice and oh my gosh this and oh my gosh that, that is not the word. It will not bring salvation. Only Jesus. As we look at the I am's, I want to show this one last I am. You see, Jesus said in John 14, I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, what he's referring to is the temple or the tabernacle. The only way to access God was once a year, the high priest went into the Holy of Holies. And in that Holy of Holies, there was a danger of him dying. That's why they put bells around, around his, his garment, so that if they stopped hearing the bells ringing, they could pull his dead body out because there was sin. Because he was in the presence of the Holy God. And he had to cleanse himself, purify himself, and take care of all the sins of the people before he went in. Throw up this picture of the tabernacle for me. You see, this is how the tabernacle was set up. There was a door, an entryway, and this was the outer courtyard. It was called the way. Then there was the holy place right here, which was called the truth. It contained the altar of incense. It contained the menorah as well as the table of showbread. And then you had the life, which contained the ark of the covenant. The holy of holies. Jesus said, listen, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You come to me, I'll get you access to the Father. Too many are denying Jesus and they can't get access to the Father. And every other way to go will not work. There are things in our lives we don't want to lay down. There are things in our lives we're saying it's not good enough. I want to share three quick points with you and then I'm going to close. Number one, Jesus is the only authority for a believer. He's the only authority for a believer. Jesus came and spoke to them in Matthew 28 saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. How much authority? All authority. Why? Because he's God. He took back any authority that Adam gave to the devil, by the way. It doesn't belong to him anymore and he has no charge over our bodies. Colossians 1.18 And he, Jesus, is the head of the body the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Who is in charge of the body? In charge of which body? The church. Who is the church? Who we are, right? So who's in charge of my body and your body? Oh, okay. So do I get to make decisions of my own accord with my body? Nope. I get to do what he says. You guys fill in the blanks there. Period. Listen, I can't be a Christian and say I'm a believer and not accept the authority of Jesus over the body. 
Number three, Jesus alone sanctifies us, the church, his body, by his word. Okay, I'm going to say some things here, and some of you are going to look at me funny, so I'm going to say it anyways. Ready? Here we go. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the body. No, he's the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he, Christ, is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify her, cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Okay, how does Jesus cleanse his bride? Okay, so let's go back to this thing about husbands submit or wives submit to husbands. Let me clear this up for you guys. Wives, you don't have a submission problem. Men, sometimes you have a being like Christ problem. See, the wife can't submit to a guy guy who is ungodly. Yes? Women, you happy? And yet, there's a command here that this has nothing to do with physical submission, but has to do with spiritual submission. If we as the body of Christ can be cleansed by the word of God, we're going to have a very hard time in our marriages. You're going to see broken families in the church. And if the enemy can break a family apart, he can break the church apart. But praise be to God and Christ Jesus who has forgiven us, redeemed us, set us free from the things of the past. Listen, I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what sins you've committed. I don't even care how many times you've been divorced. Jesus, he gives you another chance. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Take my rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Listen, I saw you raise your hands when I said, who wants to live life in the easy lane? Well, come along. It's pretty fun. It really is. I try to have fun outside of the word. And man, I tell you, it took me down a place that I never wanted to be in. But man, when I got straight on the word and I just started doing the simple things. Okay, God, I'm not going to lie because I trust you that my lie isn't going to be able to manipulate anybody or anything. God, I'm going to stop talking bad about people, not because they didn't do me harm, but because you told me to stop talking bad about people. God, I'm going to love my wife, no matter what's happening around us, because you've told me to love my wife. God, I'm going to honor your church, your people, because I'm honoring you. Once you start with the easy stuff, man, it just keeps getting easier and easier and easier. It's hard to get to a place if you never get on the right road. So today, go and throw the tabernacle back up. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And he wants to bring us to the Father permanently.
to live there, to abide there, to talk to God in the cool of the day. Pastor Bree's going to lead us in a song. This is an altar call. This is not a call about coming up and showing up so we can count heads, count numbers. This is a call to say, listen, the people in the day chose Barabbas over Jesus. But God, I'm done choosing Barabbas. I'm done choosing the sins. And I'm choosing the way, the truth, and the life. God, forgive me. I'm done, God. No more me. No more pride. I'm nobody, God. Jesus said, whoever wants to come to the Father, whoever wants to come after me, must take up his cross and follow after me. If you take up your cross, you're a dead person. I don't have any more feelings. I feel what he feels. I say what he says. I do what he does. That is life in Christ. And it's so amazing. It's so fulfilling. It's so much fun. Will you stand with me as Pastor Bree leads us? She's just going to play behind us. Whatever you need to surrender, surrender today. Surrender this morning. You want to close your eyes? Close your eyes. Whatever lies the enemy has taught you, renounce those today. Say, Jesus, you're my everything. I'm going to live by your word. You are the word. You are God. You are Holy Spirit. Here we are, Lord. Lord, you see the hearts of your people today. And God, by faith today, we release everything that we've held on to. All the hurts, all the lies, all the falsehood of the enemy, we're letting it go today. Jesus, your will be done here in our lives and here on earth as it is in heaven. King of kings, Lord of lords, we worship you. I see in the spirit right now that God is just setting you free right now. There's chains just breaking off. There's like a sword coming through and just slicing off those chains right now. The enemy thought he could make puppets of the people of God. He is wrong. He is defeated. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Spirit of God, fill up your people. We walk by faith in the word because it is written. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. 
And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, we shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the saints of God. Fill the Holy Spirit. Fill us up today. We've emptied ourselves before you. Thank you, Lord. We trust in you. We hope in you. You are our all in all. Blessed be your name. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the sweet, sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and until we meet again. Amen. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Encounter Church, visit ecdenver.org or find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.